Welcome to the What Is Podcast Season 2. This new season will be a 12-episode deep dive into Ryan's book, The God of Tech, as we discuss modern technology, its divine origin, and how to activate the next great movement of God through spirit-led innovation. Welcome back to the What Is Podcast. I'm Brianna. I'm Ryan. And today we are talking about spiritual intelligence. Okay. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Right? Okay, so let's let's start out with how you begin it in the book, okay? You start with, I find it fascinating that Maxwell, Faraday, Lord Kelvin, and Babbage attributed their discoveries to an active relationship with God that opened a door into an invisible realm, ripe with divine solutions for the physical world. Their belief in God was not rooted in learned theology alone. It was shaped by his personal presence in their lives. Yeah. And you liken that to 1 Corinthians 2.16. And I'll tell you just kind of a little behind the scenes. I think this was the second chapter that I wrote. So I think Redeeming Tech was one, and this was the second chapter I wrote. So it's interesting. And then as I just kind of put it together, it felt like it it we needed to go down that path of where we got off track with the counterfeit. Mm-hmm. But it but even as I start the this chapter, it's a continuation of the first chapter. It mm. just happens to be sure. seven chapters later. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes sense. Well, you know, I'll, you know, 1 Corinthians 2, 6 through 16 is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. The Apostle Paul um, is, is talking about having spiritual wisdom from the Lord. And I'll just read directly from verse 12 through 16. It says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. That's Maxwell, Faraday, Babbage, Kelvin, Carver, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So I I believe that God reveals his wisdom to us in the spirit realm to manifest his will on earth as it is in heaven. This spiritual intelligence is incomprehensible to man apart from God, just as the apostle states in that passage that I just read. Uh, But once it's manifested in the physical realm, that outward manifestation becomes part of humankind's collective consciousness and serves as a foundation and a building block for technological innovation and scientific discovery, even if man doesn't remember or realize its origin. Mm-hmm. So I think that even in that passage that we can see the fruit of uh, the spirit-led innovators of the mid-19th century in Victorian Britain, Faraday, Maxwell, Babbage, and Kelvin, how they didn't just stop at mere observation, but they actually went further to to lean into what the Lord was saying, and He w- He revealed their wisdom to them. Not in the not it, it was from spirit to spirit. Mm-hmm. You write about in this chapter about some incredible testimonies of spiritual intelligence, mm-hmm. and there's they're like. They're so incredible to read. Um, You write in the book, I believe we are on the cusp of a new season in which the greatest intellect will come from faith in God and spiritual intelligence. Mm -hmm. I would love for you to share some of these stories that you write, not all of them, but some of these stories you write about. And and the one I want you to start with first, if you could, is the story of Rich. 
that you share in the book. Yes. So um, again, it's so fun to have this conversation after I wrote the book because the scripture that the Lord is highlighting to me right now is Proverbs 9, 10. Mm -hmm. And just the priority of understanding that it's the fear of the Lord Mm -hmm. uh, that leads to wisdom Mm -hmm. and knowing the Holy One is Mm -hmm. understanding. Mm -hmm. So so even as we are going through this book, Mm -hmm. if I could sum up the book in three bullet points. Mm-hmm. It's fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. The Lord reveals his wisdom to us in the, from spirit to spirit. Knowing the Holy One mm-hmm. is understanding. Yeah. So it goes fear, wisdom, knowledge, understanding. Yeah. That is spiritual in intelligence. That order. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Fear, knowledge, no, I'm sorry, fear, wisdom, knowledge, understanding. Yeah. And so Richard Gordon is our director of spiritual instruction at Bethel Tech. Uh, he's one of my best friends. Uh, the Lord- We love you, Richie. We love you, Richie. We'll call you Richie. Um, <laughs> I, can, I can call you that. And Mosey and Ellie. And Mosey and Ellie. Uh, yeah, so Rich, the Lord is incredible to whenever you, you dream with him, whenever you partner with him to, um, to create a moonshot, he doesn't have you do it alone. And I, and actually in the last chapter on Moonshot Factor, that was one of the the characteristics of a, of a moonshot company mm-hmm. or a moonshot factory is that you win together, you lose alone. The Lord mm-hmm. will bring you people that are like-minded mm-hmm. who are in mission and vision and heart alignment to help people and to mm-hmm. bring the kingdom of heaven wherever they go. Mm-hmm. And Richard absolutely is one of those people uh, to me. He was... Uh, he and our chief academic officer, Johanna Wilson, who I talk about briefly in, in the book as well, it's like the Lord was so gracious to bring those two where I didn't have to m- manage them in any way. I got to run with them like Navy SEALs. And, uh, and so Rich is one of those where we can go back to back in any environment with the Lord, and we know that we're going to come out victorious. Mm-hmm. And so Rich... Um, you know, the, the beautiful thing, Rich is, you know, he speaks a lot at Bethel. He speaks all over the, the world. Um, he's getting ready to go to Brazil. You know, he was in Hawaii recently, and he's like unifying the islands in the body of Christ to, to put on full display the power of the Holy Spirit. He does this in the Pacific Northwest, just wherever he goes. He's just awesome. And um, he's South African. Uh, he went um, to university in South Africa, um, actually got a master's in cryptography. So he has a strong background in tech. And he came, he and his wife came to uh, Reading to go to BSSM, the School of Supernatural Ministry. And then he became a revival group pastor there. Uh, but part of his journey with the Lord, which I don't even think he fully understood how important it would be at the time. At the time. He knew it was important, but what he's doing now with How Bethel Tech, it set yeah. the tone for what our students are now doing at Bethel mm-hmm. Tech because he is the example. Yeah. But he was going through his thesis um, for his master's and um, in a dream, the Lord gave him an algorithm and he woke up in the middle of the night, wrote it down. It ended up being the foundation for his thesis. It gets, it gets published in South Africa in these different publications. They use it in different universities. The military found out about it and he ended up working, doing some contract work, I believe, mm-hmm. with the military because of this 
dream algorithm that just ended up helping all these different people. Mm-hmm. And so it not only helped him in his, in his masters, but it ended up helping um, his country. And, and then that has been the foundation, the tone, the expectation for our students. They're not just coming to learn to code. They're learning what it looks like to dream with God yeah. and to bring heavenly solutions to solve earthly problems. Yeah. And so yeah, it's uh, it's fun, and you know, there's so much more to that story. Rich is going to write his own book, which I'm very excited about, and he'll be able to go. Obviously, it's his story um, to be able to go into the details of that. Maybe um, you know, some that that he hasn't even told me. Yeah, well, you in the book you write about um, several stories of God just downloading even lines of code and algorithms mm-hmm. to, to people, which is so incredible. And so I wanted to just focus on just two more of them, though. And the first one I want to talk about is um, Danny Kim. You met Danny Kim at the Silicon Valley Prayer Breakfast, mm-hmm. where he shared an incredible story of partnering with God. Yeah. Danny immediately became a hero of mine. And, and Danny also is um, very involved. He's on the leadership board for um, a, uh, a a Christian school in the Bay Area. Um, I think it's called Valley Christian. And they their technology curriculum is so advanced that the students actually partner with NASA. And they do these robot competitions where um, they've actually built this robot, this concept of a robot being able to um, explore the, 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 floor, the ocean floor. And, and then they partner with NASA. And at the end, I think these kids end up getting like certified as like rocket scientists or Aww. something. Like, it's <laughs> awesome. Danny is incredible. And I was at the Silicon Valley Prayer Bre- Breakfast which they have they used to have annually. I don't know if they still have it. I think they do. I haven't been in a few years. Um, yeah, actually that's true. That. <laughs> it really did. But this was, I think the year before COVID and I said, I sat in one of Danny's sessions and in, in his session and um, Danny shared this incredible story of how God came through for him um, in his startup company. And this was probably 25 years ago where he started a company. It was like a cybersecurity company uh, called Full Armor, I believe. And he was the co-founder and the and the chief technology officer. And they were a startup and startups have to be scrappy. And he was just talking mm-hmm. about how much... You have to much, be a chaos pilot, you have to right? Be, he was a, he, Danny is a chaos pilot in every sense of the word. Um, but he is as cool as the other side of the pillow. Like you talk to this guy, you would never think anything uh, frazzles him. And anyway, so they have the startup company and they're just trying to make the bills, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, pay the bills, trying to pay his, his, uh, his, his staff and everything. Sure. Well, they were, they, they were so fortunate to land the whale of all accounts. They actually, they they Walmart became a client of theirs, Walmart. Yeah. And it was their responsibility. Um, I think you could definitely look this up. Um, I think you, I, I think the recording, Silicon Valley Prayer Breakfast has the recordings that you can go look up um, or just find Danny on LinkedIn and ask him. Ask him. He needs to write a book as well. All these individuals need to write books about their stories. And you can source. meet Rich at Bethel Tech. Absolutely. Right? He can be your Bible group pastor. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean- That's absolutely true. <laughs> so Danny is talking about, you know, this is 25 plus years ago, and they're responsible for keeping secure all of and keeping up and running the, the software for the, um, for the cashiers mm-hmm. um, and all of the Walmart stores. And so they're 
you know, doing their thing. They receive their first check from Walmart, which is such a blessing to them. He gets to, he cashes it immediately. And he's like, okay, I can, the lights can stay turned on. I can actually pay my team, you know, which is, it is a real thing when you're starting something, oh, yeah. uh, when you're starting a business. And, um, and then he gets a call from Walmart's attorney and it said, and the guy says, Hey, just to let you know that we, um, we, we stopped, we stopped that check payment because something's wrong with our software that you're supposed to be securing and monitoring. And our cashiers are down in a good majority of our stores. We are losing millions upon millions wow. of dollars every hour. And he said, you have, you, we're, we're, we're going to sue you for this as well. So Danny. <laughs> so not like, only is the check stopped, but yeah. they're going to sue you. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a problem. And, uh, and Danny said, could you just give us 24 hours? We will work nonstop to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. And the, and he's like, well, let me check. The attorney, you know, most likely connect, checks with the executive team. Said you have 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm always curious and Danny could probably answer this. Uh, I wonder what Walmart did in the, in that 24 hours. But anyways, Danny and his team worked nonstop to find out where the error in the code was. And they are working and working and working and it is coming up there on the 23rd hour. And they cannot find what's going, what's wrong. And now there are hundreds of thousands of lines of code that they're having to scour mm-hmm. through. So mm-hmm. it's like finding a needle in the haystack. Right. And so his time wise, twenty four hours was incredibly. Ambitious. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, he's like MacGyver, <laughs> you know. And uh, and anyways, the his team comes up to him and he says, "Danny, it's time." And he's thinking, "Yeah, it's like we're in the twenty third hour. We have we are minutes away." you know, at least, you know, less than 60 minutes away from having to tell Walmart, we can't do this and do what you must. Yeah. And uh, they, he said, I know we got to raise the white flag. And they said, no, it's time to pray. What? <laughs> you know, that's the thing. I mean, like, look, we, surround yourself there's, with good everything people, huh? is a learning opportunity yeah. and I'm sure, but like, there's something about coming together collectively yeah. in corporate prayer sure. that matters. You know, the Bible says wherever two or three are gathered in my name, I'm in the midst of them. And, and one can chase a thousand, two can put 10,000 to flight. Mm-hmm. And so they pray and they close their eyes and they're praying. And as Danny is closing his eyes, he starts to see in his mind lines of code just scrolling, 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 and stop right at a line of code and highlight a particular character that was off. He knew exactly where that line of code was, went, fixed it, and saved the day. Walmart (laughs) was so impressed with his integrity Mm -hmm. and his commitment and his determination and grit Mm -hmm. that they be- they became he became their most trusted client wow. and they um i mean at that point when he shared the story 3 4 years ago they were still his biggest client wow. uh and they were like we've just never seen anyone operate in the level of integrity and commitment that you have so what could have been a catastrophic situation for his startup company mm-hmm. ended up being kind of the foundation and the catalyst for his company to be what it is today and it was all based on skill and character That's right. yeah yeah and i think too we've talked about this before too being in that posture with the lord um that when a problem arises, you know you're carrying the yeah. answer, that you are positioned to be able to bring heaven to earth yep. in, in that in yeah. that situation. Um, okay, so I wanted to highlight um, one more that you're about in the book. You have several, um, and they're all so 
so amazing. But I wanted you to talk about John White. John White. Okay, so John is actually coming out with a book as well. Um, and uh, he's been, he sent me over a draft. It's incredible. Um, John has a, you know, ground floor, in-depth look at what it looks like to partner with the Holy Spirit in some of the most influential uh, technology companies in the world. He worked for Boeing. He's worked for NASA. He's currently working for Blue Origin mm. as an engineer. Blue Origin is Jeff Bezos, basically rocket space competitor to um, to Elon's SpaceX. Mm-hmm. And so um, he approached me. Actually, he sent an email that got routed to me, and he was talking about how he had used spiritual intelligence uh, to solve a problem while he was working for Boeing in partnership with NASA as they were building the International Space Station. This is early 90s. Uh, and so uh, he was on the team with a number of PhD scientists from NASA who were considered probably the smartest scientists in all of the world at that time. And he was an engineer, and they had a problem, um, and... Uh, uh, they, they had a, a situation in which the, that it was going to cause them to be delayed or not even, they, the, the concern was that they, the, they were, that the International Space Station wasn't going to be functional. So, so John and this team of engineers and NASA PhDs were working around the clock to try to figure out the solution um, to get the ISS, the International Space Station, functional. And in a dream one night, the Lord gave him a new math that he didn't recognize, but the Lord also showed him how to make it work. He gave him code. Right. And he went to his boss the next day and, and said, you know, I know this, this probably doesn't make a lot of sense, but I was I, in a dream last night. I think I got the solution to the problem. I, here's this math. I wrote it down. And I think this is, this is how we're going to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. And so they took it to the, the, PhDs at NASA that they were working with, and they looked over the code, they looked over the math, and they're like, it, 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 they were like, well, this actually, like, we've never seen this before, but this seems like it could work, but we actually don't want to do it because of how you got it. It doesn't make any sense to us. It's incomprehensible to us. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is the hallmark of a good boss. John's boss said, hey, We've tried everything and we can't figure it out. Why, I have trust in John. Why don't we figure this out? Why don't we use, why don't we try this out? And it worked. And it was huge. I mean, it's, it, it's why we have the International Space Station and it, it saved, I mean, at the very least, it saved millions, six, over $60 million, which would have been much more today. But I mean, I think it also probably ended up saving a lot of people's lives and a lot of people's jobs as well. Yeah. But and new math. <laughs> yeah. But what's so cool about that is John did not shy away from telling the why. Like he said, yeah. the Lord gave this to me. Yeah. And he actually started going and speaking at symposiums, secular tech symposiums, mm-hmm. talking about like what it looks like to dream and, and function in the realm of the impossible and how he gave his his story and he never once shied away from the fact mm-hmm. that he knew it was the Lord that gave him that code. Yeah, 
you write about John, you say this, for John, the unfathomable solution opened the door to share how God gave him a heavenly download in a dream, which ultimately magnified the goodness and brilliance of our creator. It not only solved a $60 million problem, it left no room for any other explanation outside of divine intervention. Absolutely. And I think that that's the point is his why was aligned with the Lord's why. So the Lord could trust Mm -hmm. him with the how. I love that. And that actually is, um, it makes me think about there's, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are very inspired by these stories or they're hearing them on the podcast or they've read about them in your book. Um, and they feel like I would assume they're kind of thinking, well, where do I start? Mm-hmm. And I think you just actually hit the nail on the head with that mm-hmm. was, it was because of their why it, it matched, it matched yeah. the father's why. Yeah. I'd love for you to yeah. to share on that. Yeah. So if your why will align with the father's why, then he will trust you to do the how. Mm-hmm. And even if that how has never been done before. And that's what it means to activate the next movement of God through spirit-led innovation. Mm-hmm. There are things that the Lord is waiting to partner with mm-hmm. you on. You just need to make sure that, first of all, you're spending time with Him. And mm-hmm. as you spend time with Him, it is a natural, it's the most... Um, naturally supernatural thing to align your desire with his Mm -hmm. desire. Mm -hmm. And then he can trust you to actually bring that on earth as it is in heaven. You could let your goal be the solution or the answer, or you could let your goal be Christ. And Mm -hmm. I love how C.S. Lewis puts it. Uh, He said, look for Christ and you will find him and with him everything else. So why would we go for an inferior search that Mm -hmm. could maybe lead to one answer when we could actually just set our, our sights on the answer, mm-hmm. right? This should excite you. Like for those of you who want to do big things, it should excite you to know that your posture in relationship with the Lord is the catalyst to do the big things. It's not it's not wrong to to want to do big things. Yeah. Like it, you're not you know, if somebody ever tries to make you feel less than because you have a wild idea, mm-hmm. like I would not dismiss it, especially if you know that your why is aligning with the Lord's why. Yeah, it's it's basically your why is your starting point, Mm -hmm. and if you have your starting point in the in uh, in the opposite order, Um, so like you talked about before, you'd given the fourth kind of like the the four steps, right? Which was like reverence leads to wisdom leads to knowledge, leads to understanding, yeah. right? I think man's attempt at innovation apart from God, they'd actually start at understanding. Yes. Right? What can I understand? Yeah. Therefore, what can I control? Mm-hmm. That's how I can move forward. Yeah. Whereas with the Lord, he's saying, come to me as like a child, mm-hmm. right? Come to me, look look for me first. And there is the beginning yeah. of wisdom. Yeah, I think it's interesting too because we talk about redeeming tech and the Lord will use that. You know, there are a lot of incredible innovators that are obviously operating in the gifts and the talents that the Lord has put um, inside of them when he made them and they don't know their why. And, you know, so as part of redeeming tech, even the things that they've done, you know, the Lord will use what he needs to use in order to bring people to an encounter with his love. And so for some of you out there, so, so, so the charge is to be the next generation of Maxwell's, to understand the why and the how, to mm-hmm. move humanity heavenward. But yeah. even those things that I believe that 
you know, individuals who don't know the true intent yet of innovation and their definition of it is to move humanity forward. The Lord will redeem that and he will use that, mm-hmm. but he's actually more focused on, rede- on, on, on them hearing the knock at the door of their hearts and opening the door and eating with them for all eternity. That is the focus. Like he's, he, he is because the how and the innovation is all supposed to lead us to an encounter mm-hmm. with his love. Mm-hmm. He's more focused on the, that person as his child. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important to know on because some of yeah. you, who, yeah, some of you who are listening to this, you are the next Maxwell's. Mm-hmm. You are going to create new radical solutions that will completely blow humanity's mind because it's incomprehensible to man apart from God. And you will, you will receive that wisdom from spirit to spirit, mm-hmm. as Paul says in First Corinthians. But there's others that are listening here that will be the evangelists that will be at the right place at the right time for those individuals who have climbed the mountain of human intellect and they're in the death zone, they're dying because they don't know their source of life. Mm-hmm. They, they, they are not tapping into their true source of life and you actually get to bring them the oxygen of heaven. Yeah. And the other there are other people that are listening that you're starting something new that the Lord is putting on your heart. And I hope that this book and this episode and the other episodes will activate you and catalyze you to do that thing, to not wait, like to be moved with compassion because what you're building is actually an act of compassion. And just as Jesus was moved with compassion Mm -hmm. and then he would appropriate heaven on earth in in whatever situation was contrary to to his nature, You too, in what you're building and creating as a moonshot thinker, utilizing, using spiritual intelligence through intimacy with the Lord, are being moved with compassion to move humanity heavenward. So spiritual intelligence begins with intimacy with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's (laughs) the perfect place to end it there. Our next episode will be on that very thing, intimacy with the Lord. And that chapter is titled Yada Relationship. Right? Yes. Did that I say is, that correctly? <laughs> it's Yada. It's Yada relationship. And this is... Well, Yada man, so you'd know. <laughs> All right. I love it. Yes. All right, y'all. Uh, well, to find out what a Yada relationship is, tune in next week, right? Yes. We'll see y'all then. Bye. <laughs>